Anyway, that's all I have for that emotionally. We're here with Dane. Say hi, Dane. Hi, Dane. Okay. Say hi, Forrest. Hey, how's it going? And of course, last but not least, we're here with Adam. Hello. I realize I maybe didn't introduce myself, which is like maybe a massive ego trip that I just assume. For those of you <laughs> yeah, listening we, we to the podcast uh, and cannot currently see us streaming, it looks like Brent is uh, in the Witness Protection Agency. He is obscured <laughs> in shadow, so it is on theme for him not to give him his name. I'm, so I'm just really backlit. You're just missing a voice changer, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, really. Like, if we, yeah. we were just hearing, and then I took that personally. We were dressed with the devil through the pale boot light. Yeah, right. That's all we're missing. <laughs> man, with the hookah, you're almost there, man. Yeah. Especially with the broken blinds. Like, Brent has a whole aesthetic you don't have to, going You don't on. have to call out my broken blinds. Look, I, I'll, I'll tell. I'll it's tell a whole someone's aesthetic. Gonna, someone's going to, like, triangulate where Brent is. This is not. How? <laughs> I, I, <just> Google, <laughs> broken blinds? Google Earth my, bloke he's, my broken He's blinds. in Seoul, Korea. Go ahead. Uh, Look for him. Yeah. God, if there's, a, if, there's a Brent, if there's a Brent in Seoul, Korea, I'm so sorry. <laughs> with broken blinds. And yeah. <laughs> So what happened? I'll tell you about the broken blinds briefly before we talk about Mortal Kombat and <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong. Really, it's an HBO Max focus. You know, I might, I might force somebody, I might force Dane and I to talk about Justice League at the end of this. It's just we'll no. get it all done at once. I haven't no. watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. You piece of shit. I have, I have <laughs> no intention when of watching. Did, that. I do not have the attention span to watch what a five-hour movie. What is this? A documentary about baseball? Come on now. We're doing it right now. We've already done it. Like you've already done what I wanted. <laughs> what to to slam it? <laughs> there was a wasp in my house, and I'm like really hyper protective of Shika, my dog. And the thing is, I like generally try to do like a live let live type scenario with most creatures of life. Like I don't kill spiders, even though they terrify me. I don't, you know, I don't. There the exceptions being, I have a uh, kill on site for like roaches and wasps because roaches there's just there's plenty of them they're not going to miss it (laughs) and wasps because they're not like bees where they provide like a really significant clear benefit to the environment and they're also too intelligent like if you if you've ever walked by a wasp nest they will pivot to watch you you know how like bees are just lazily flying and if they if they sting you it's an accident or they like maybe what might even bump into you or be like casually just walking on you because they're like I'm a bee and I love to pollinate flowers and 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 participate in my hive. Wasps are like I see you giant mammal and I will fuck you up. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never noticed that and now I'm terrified. No, but he's right. So Brent, have you had to deal with the murder hornets? No, I haven't had to do the murder murder hornets. So, so I swung a broom at my blinds because there was a wasp there. It didn't even kill it, and then it, <laughs> it like fell down. I like it fell down into some blankets. I threw the blankets outside, and then stomped on them for like like a, a cartoonishly long I was amount of say, time for a singular wasp. Yeah, imagine I, that one JoJo meme of them just kicking the downed guy. <laughs> Yeah. And then I left it out there for like two hours to make sure that it just had its full amount of like uh, death throes before removing it from the blanket. You know what's terrifying about wasps? Like when you get the like the truly armored ones and you hit them full force with like a physical object, like like a book or your shoe. And it's just like, yes, and yeah, 
We were like, do you have an internal skeletal structure as well as an endoskeleton, like an exoskeleton? Because I'm, uh, I'm terrified of you right now. Yeah, it like you like you like hit it with a book, and then the book starts to move back as it lifts the book. <laughs> it does it the just anim- hulks out. <laughs> it does the shonen anime push the book away from ah! it. Yeah, it's little tiny exoskeleton legs shaking as it pushes up. <laughs> So anyway, we watched Mortal Kombat, and it's fine. Look, I, here's the thing. There's a lot of people who are really mad about more, this movie. There are? Yeah. Wait, wait, like wait, a, wait. Mad about them in, for what reason? Not like, in a, not like in a cancel this movie reason, but they just think that it wasn't, like it didn't take it seriously enough, which I think would be Ooh. the absolute wrong play. <laughs> I think that, well, I can see that, but I also wonder if it just took itself way too seriously. Like, if they could have, there could have been a version of this movie that like just did not give a shit and i think that might have been way better i feel like they either tried too hard or not hard enough do you know what do you feel what i'm saying yeah they played the line they definitely did because like in this movie there were just absolutely ridiculous moments where they just dropped in references but overall the film itself just kind of was just like what if we played fast forward past any plot point so we can get to the mortal combat yeah real talk it was and we also never got to mortal combat right right well, like the, the, the tournament never happened that's gonna be in the second movie right i just yeah, think okay, the impression well, that i got i just think it's so important to to recognize though that kano rips a, a lizard's heart out and says kano wins like he, it's it, you know, like it, like it, it definitely. Oh, that's that's just the first one. There's also when Kung Lao says flawless victory, and Liu Kang says fatality. Yeah, there's there's several of them. And Liu Kang does the leg sweep thing over and over again, which is a clear reference to uh, spamming. But like those subtle references aside, the fact of the matter is, is that for me watching the movie and them continuously referencing the tournament. And then I'm looking at the timestamp on the movie and I'm like, where there's only like 30 minutes left in this film. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And 20 of them are credits. So there's no way they're getting to the tournament because like that's what we all were waiting for. And instead, it was all just a training video. I also only ever got I only I only I also only ever got the sense that Sub-Zero was a threat like Shang like Shang Tsung, obviously, because BBG or whatever. But Sub Zero was the only one that was built up as like, oh yeah, nobody's taking Sub Zero down by himself. And I was like, hey, I, I feel that. Yeah, but everyone well, because, else had no sense. Because with Sub Zero, you you got you saw Sub Zero mess up Hanzo. You saw him mess up. What was the other guy who lost his arms? What is his name again? Jax, Jax because yes. they had to set up why he had robot arms. Right. So you see, you see with Jax, but like everyone else, you don't really see them actually do that much until much much later in the movie. You did mention that Sub Zero also killed Hanzo Asashi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, the, that was that's, the first. That's point. like the first yeah, ten minutes, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like, they built him up. They don't build anyone else up. So I have no. Also, Reiko, like General Reiko, is the most throwaway, non, not, <laughs> like not a real know. character. What, what about Prince Goro? Because like he literally, like they just give him a shadow introduction, literally. Oh, I, I think, but Prince Goro, it's like when a character is an established character you can get away with the shadow of Prince Goro. His silhouette is very noticeable. It's very recognizable. But, well, yeah, but, because he's the only character with four arms. Exactly, sure. yeah. And But General Reiko is, A, not a real character from Mortal Kombat, to the best of my knowledge. And and I've played like all three of these games. 
the of the I've played well I've played world I played old school Mortal Kombat when I was a wee lad. I don't remember any of that shit, but like I remember I played the recent reboots and Generaco is not a guy. And he's just the most generic like even his facial expressions feel like YouTube stunt show type. Like, I don't get him. He was in his first appearance was in uh, Mortal Kombat four. I was gonna and say he, he definitely cameo, is a character. He has a cameo in the most recent Mortal Kombat game. Really? But that's not really but that's not really important because this whole movie is playing off one of our previous topics which is nostalgia, right? It's trying to plug into our deep uh, connection to these original characters. So Reiko is not he doesn't fall under that category. So I hear what Brent's saying. He also looks nothing like his character model. And also the most recent Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. MortalCombat.fandom.com tells me that he made a cameo in the 2011 Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, not the thank most recent God one. For no, that so Mortal fandom. Kombat 11 cam- cameo. That's the most recent one. Well, okay. So, like, what this? What do you guys want to get out of this kind of movie? This is my real question. Is it? Is it like Adam? What you just said? Uh, nostalgia for like when you were a kid and played Mortal Kombat. Is it like, okay, we just want to see like some badass fight scenes and like glaze over the plot? Like, or do we want to like really explore the world of Mortal Kombat as an audience? <laughs> I guess different people are going to have uh, different opinions, obviously, but like, what do you guys think this, who do you think this movie's for? That's a very good question. I think it's clearly for the fans, though. I mean, just the, the sort of references. I mean, like the, the fantastic cam or Easter eggs in it too, like Shinnok's amulet and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you Katana's, have to know the games to like yeah, catch yeah. the Shinnok's, little things. Uh, Shinnok's amulet, Katana's blades, the fan yeah. blades are there. I mean, to answer your question very directly, Forrest, I would suggest that this film is mostly for people looking for fun action scenes. Yeah, uh, that's the impression that I got because and that's partially like you know cards on the table. Like, I don't, I don't. Th- can't remember when i've last played a mortal Kombat game if i've ever i might just like know the kinds of things you learn from being like living in, in the yeah, world just being adjacent to it because yeah, that's right my things. experience too because yeah. ne- i think the only mortal Kombat game i've played is the original arcade mortal Kombat. like i've never played any of the subsequent games so mortal Kombat, the most recent reboot of the games the last three games have felt like the first one in 2011 felt like a like a deconstruction of everything they had done before, and they start fucking with time travel, and they do a bunch of interesting, cool stuff. It's not great, but it is <laughs> cool, you know. Like like, and I actually think this movie is consistent with that overall. If you're looking for a serious film with a well thought out background and plot, don't watch this. Like it's not. It's not I, for I, you. I don't think that's entirely fair. I think as far as video game movies go, this is definitely... What a big caveat uh, to apply uh, yeah. to them. I was going to say, but some video games have incredibly deep backgrounds, like The Witcher, for example. Well, The Witcher is a novel. Fair point. Okay, let me flip it around and use uh, StarCraft then. StarCraft has an incredibly large amount of depth and background to it that has nothing to do with books, but have become books and comic books as a result. Anyway, the point is, is that there are certain video games that could become adaptations to film and TV that have depth of background. This is not that. (laughs) For me, I was looking for a series or a movie where I was just like, this is this is fun. I'm going to I'm going to watch people make fun references to the original games like Fatality or Flawless Kill 
and I don't, I don't really, I don't really care what I'm seeing other than that. So that's just me though. The, uh, I was just going to say like, for me, I kind of agree. And where I'm coming from is like, I just want to see some like cool combat scenes and I don't want it to be like so stupid that like you fall asleep or can't follow it. But like, you're not, you know, this is, I'm stealing this, I'm stealing even this reference from another podcast I was listening to called the flop house, but they were saying this movie they're making, they're making a boxing film. This is like the thirties or something. They're making a boxing film. And one of the guys um, on set is like, what's going on here? Like, what's the plot? Like, what's the motivation? And the director's like, it's a boxing film. Like, do you need me to draw a diagram? Like, I feel like this is that kind of movie where there's a template for this kind of movie and it falls like pretty much in that template and it's fun to watch. I just think that I got the impression they were trying to set things up for like a universe or something. And I don't think they should bother. <laughs> well, I, mean, like, I, I don't even feel like they, itself. I don't even feel like they did that much to establish a universe. I feel like the universe as it is established in the film is more of a, of a veneer is a, is an excuse to have good guys and bad guys. Right. Okay. It's like a reason yeah. that they have, it's, they have to have some reason to fight. Right, and we have this completely undeveloped idea of Outworld wants to enslave Earth. Reason? Who cares? They're bad, and they yeah. want to enslave Earth. You know, they're obviously the bad guys because they live in a gray world with like yeah, brutalism yeah. and and so like we just have to accept that because this movie does nothing to develop it, and that's kind of okay. I mean, yeah, like is, they don't but, vilify anything outside of that. But so, that's, kind, you know, that's kind of true to form, though, because the original Mortal Kombat game had like nine characters, and like, like it wasn't until Mortal Kombat two that you got Shao Kahn and the whole plot of like why there was a tournament. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think on multiple levels, it was a fantastic movie for the, for the franchise, and it has a lot of awareness of its roots. How many Mortal Kombat films have there been? Mortal Kombat in nineteen ninety five. He had this ready. <laughs> or I'm not looking at anything. And I'm, so I can't tell you. I'm, I want to say. I'm not staring at Wikipedia. I promise. I want to <laughs> say Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out in 1997. And then that there sounds was a, about right. Yeah. And there was a live action show called Mortal Kombat Conquest. And then there were a couple, but interconnected in terms of the production staff, YouTube things. Like there was a short that was made that led into a show called Mortal Kombat Legacy. So that's all of the live action stuff. This is probably a decent number of like cartoon shows or stuff like that. But and Mortal Kombat Annihilation and Conquest were both really bad. I think Mortal Kombat Legacy was like just whatever. It came out on Machinima. If you guys remember that YouTube channel. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they previously couldn't get it anymore because Machinima has uh, privated their entire backlog. But it, I think it released on HBO Max recently. So the first Mortal Kombat movie was also bad. I think, but I also think that the first Mortal Kombat movie, considering when it came out in their process of the lore, is like is like a one-to-one to this movie in that they are both pretty good for what they were when they came out. Well, I mean, the one thing that I wanted to push back against was, like you said, it was also bad. I honestly don't think this movie's bad. I do think it's bad. I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's it's honest and straightforward to what it's trying to do. Exactly. Which is ridiculous. I think think Goro came came out of that that shed looking a lot like Hulk from Avengers. I think death is just another portal. (laughs) <laughs> I just came yeah. out, look, I just I, I look I, it's like it's I think it was like competent I think the movie was competent but 
Yeah, but that's kind of like if and this is how I was watching the movie. If your goal is just for fun action sequences, this movie delivers like it. It does exactly what you want it to do. I had a lot of fun when uh, Scorpion dropped in and said, get over here and ripped Sub-Zero to him. Yeah, like, even though I, he's I was from feudal Japan and only spoke sh- Japanese sh- before. <laughs> right. He was in hell for 3,000 years. You have to allow it. <laughs> 3,000? Oh, shit. Time moves differently in hell. Well, yeah. He was in hell for an, 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 a period of time. Yeah. The point is, is like suspension of disbelief, right? Like I said my goal was not logic or good plot development. What's funny is but, I, didn't even, right. I didn't even think of that until I watched the pitch meeting. Mortal oh but it's so true like i did i mean i'm not gonna lie because i am like a, a historian as soon as he dropped in in new english i was like well, that's, he's, that's the only thing he said in english though the only thing he said in english was get over here no he had a couple of lines i think i don't think so i really fully, so. yeah because even huh. he says to what the thing that i thought was hilarious was he knew the phrase get over here in english and looked to his descendant who is like a fucking chicagoan and said take care of the shirai ryu bloodline in japanese right to this like to this guy yeah, who, who at who no point in time speak japanese <laughs> who knows well, not not just japanese but feudal japanese don't forget because yeah. it has changed and they didn't <laughs> to be fair he didn't react that much to what he was saying so it's possible he just didn't understand what he was saying at all which i think you know is probably true yeah uh but yeah all I mean, of this like, is possible i don't want to slag on this movie too much because like honestly if it weren't for the pot this podcast i probably wouldn't have watched this movie but i think that it's like it's totally fine i just don't know like who to recommend this i don't feel like i sh- anybody should watch this movie over like a dozen other better movies. It's so no. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Dane has opinions. Let's hear it. Let's all hear right. it. All right. Let me let me provide my backstory. I do not like fighting games like at all, which sucks because like Mortal Kombat I think has such a fascinating backstory. Like I have gone like as soon as the movie was announced and like the first trailer came out, I went off like to the deep end watching Mortal Kombat stuff. I have watched every cutscene. From the reboots except for the most recent game because i'm like really thinking about picking it up and playing it through myself oh like, man the most recent game cutscenes are wild i just dude you it is wild wild <laughs> yeah it's a so, super valid i think it's a super i'm so sorry Dave. i think it's a super valid super valid fragilistic it's a super valid way of of interacting with this. i mean obviously valid in that you're not providing the 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 developers any money but just going on youtube and watching the cutscenes, it's like i it's like i would recommend that alone yeah i think i think the i, I totally honest i find the over-the-top violence to be just absolutely excessive but like plot wise it's got really interesting characters like the whole thing about like outworld and like shao khan and like it's fascinating. And then, like the multiple timelines, like on the surface, like, oh, that just sounds stupid. But like seeing how Raiden has like just gone off the deep end because of all this weird apocalyptic time nonsense is mm-hmm. such interesting character development. Like he was like the, the defender of Earth. And he's like, yeah, actually, Earth's going to go on the offensive and we're going to just going to beat the fuck out of everyone. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so like, crazy. Yeah. But talk, how much of that is in the movie? How much well, of that is none. in this movie? None. Yeah, but also, <laughs> like the actor who played Bihan did a contract for potentially five movies. Like they are ready. To, he, oh god. Yeah. To be honest, to be honest with you though, that might be just like a the the new standard. Right. In, That's true. The, for sure. For sure. You know, in, yeah. In this type of like. 
But also, Bihan was fantastic in that movie. Like, I have no idea who that actor was. And I thought he was great as Sub-Zero. Like, he looked so menacing in the beginning of the movie. Like, oh, I thought I thought he did a great job. Yeah, you know, actually what it reminded me of, so that opening sequence in Feudal Japan, it reminded me of the opening of Inglorious Bastards by Tarantino, where it was, there was this tension of a hidden group of people in Bastards and the baby in this movie. And it was like, in the same way that Christoph Waltz walked in and just sat down and just started talking about squirrels and milk, and everything was incredibly menacing. The same thing applied where Sub-Zero, the Bihan character, walked in and he was just, how about a hug? It was all innocent conversation pieces, but leveled a force of menace that it was really effective. Like the actor delivered on that. So again, this movie is not bad. I don't think this movie's bad. I also just just real quick, I wanted to throw out there comparing it to the original. The original Mortal Kombat 1995 movie was an action movie that they based off the video games. This one actually felt like a movie for the video game, if that makes sense. The self-referential humor, the awareness of... Like, there's a ball-punching joke in the original Mortal Kombat movie where Johnny Cage, like, punches Goro in the nuts. It's so ridiculous. And then in this movie, you get, like, uh, Kung Lao fucking, like, cutting that harpy in half. Like, you wouldn't have gotten that in the 1995 movie. To be... To be clear, though, Johnny Cage doing a split and uppercutting somebody in the nuts is a Johnny Cage video game move that was incorporated. So in that way, it is a reference. It is as much much a reference and and a call to the games as Scorpion shooting a kunai on a rope and being like, get over here. Right. That is a that is a thing that he did. So it was like not just like a decision that was made. Like, I think it'd be pretty funny if Johnny Cage just uppercut somebody in the testicles it was like this is a thing that they do in the video game cage isn't even in this movie really well that's what they set up for the sequel yeah the last last shot there's a poster with johnny cage yeah no i know i'm just i'm just saying like there's a there's a whole slew of characters this is such a good such a good title for a movie yeah it does call back to like the van (laughs) it does call back to a dead period of hollywood though like a citizen cage and the the character of Johnny Cage is a, is a very specific parody of the '90s action movie scene of like the Ron Rob Van Dam, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. Are where, you sure you're not talking about the '80s? Yeah, the late '80s, early '90s type. You think about Johnny Cage, maybe Mortal Kombat two. I think maybe maybe Mortal Kombat one, and that's ninety ninety two, right? Ninety five. But the ninety two is the video game. So like the people who made these games were like steeped in 80s action movie culture so that what they were lambasting is long since dead by 30 years. But it's for like for us millennials, (laughs) (laughs) it's like like, three years old when this was a thing. Yeah, yeah, but we like grew up with Rob Van Damme, like we like not Rob Van Damme. John Claude, John Van Claude, yeah. Everything right. goes yeah, back to wrestling. Him, right? Rob no. Van Dam is wrestling. <laughs> I threw you a bone last time, but this does not. This does not. But actually, I'm, so, some... I'm sorry. You don't think this can go back to wrestling? Everything in, can go back in to wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> there is an undead lich wizard from uh. from from the the <laughs> desert in Phoenix. I'm sorry. I'm gonna edit you out. <laughs> yeah. it's just all it's just Vito i'm fully good no no it's totally fine i was just gonna say my my one criticism is they did melina dirty in this movie melina is i think one of the best characters in mortal Kombat, and i would i would have liked to see more 
with her than they did. Yeah, no, that's fine. And I was actually going to come back to one of your points, Dane, where you were talking about like excessive violence in the the video game particularly and but this movie continues it with like the slicing the harpy in half i actually think that was part of mortal Kombat's appeal back when it was an arcade game was it was meant to be shocking like it was to you know get in the face of space invaders and snake and just be like huh what if a dragon came up and snapped a person in half that'd be pretty cool i mean it's why we have the esrb Mortal Kombat single-handedly created the ESRB because of its violence. So, yeah, we can always talk about the ESRB sometime in Capitalism 2.0. But I was just going to say, I actually think that Mortal Kombat does well with this, and I respect it in the movie that they actually maintained it. They did it tastefully in the movie. They had a few fatalities, like the the heart rip and the, and the, the spinning hat. But, like, in the games, like, especially the newest one, they like if you like land a hit, it'll like do X-ray and like show like bones breaking and then like somehow the char- like or like eye gouges and it's like but the character is still standing like they don't show physical like it's just unnecessary like yeah, in the original yeah. it was like just like bloody fatalities like that was it and then it's like well how do we take it to the next level oh I know <laughs> every time you land a, a combo will show bones breaking and stuff it's like come on like it's just stupid. Mm. Fair and also enough. and also fantastic <laughs> I, I do i do think i'm making a connection about why they chose natara and general reiko as as some of his like champions the the, the b-list yeah so these are like guys from games so f- like oh so they're just saving they're trying to save their heavy hitters for the sequel they well, had to put you have to have sub-zero you have to have scorpion right you know so mm-hmm. that i get that i guess that makes sense I would like to see a sequel just to see Shao Kahn. I think Shao Kahn would be really cool to see. There's it's a lot a, of really fun stuff in there. The fights were good. I yeah. thought all of the fights were good. Yeah, they were decent. I thought that the the movie kind of dipped in the middle when they had to discover... Yeah, what did they call it? The Arcana. 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 Arcana yeah. Yeah. There were there were two awkward pacing moments for me, and that was when the bad guys showed up at Raiden's temple. Like, just what's up, randomly? Guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, I completely random. know what you mean. And then they're just like, oh, we got to wrap up this movie. Uh, let's just make a bunch of one-on-one fights, but then really not really, because like it's a 2v2 fight with jackson and oh, it's just oh it's just yeah awkward pace yeah overall like it felt like the development of the story as it stands took too long and they were like oh shit this is supposed to be a fighting game and they just like rushed the end we haven't even talked about how kano just stole every single scene he was in like, uh, he, was well, he, he was by far yeah he was by far the most compelling character because, I mean, our main character, the successor to Scorpion, was flat as a board. Like, it, eh. I, I do have to appreciate how they gave him literal plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, you win. <laughs> he was flat as a board, but he was also like a real person as compared to Kano, who was kind of like a clown jackass. I'm the Black Dragon. Right. <laughs> I mean, yes, Kano was a ridiculous character, but he lived up to it. Right, that's true. Like ripping out the lizard man's heart, like that made that made perfect sense. That actor you like ad libbed like almost all of his lines apparently too. Like did he, he really? Like, yeah, he just like, they just let him go at it. Well, the sombrero line is like the best part of the movie. But I mean, like the moment when they're having dinner and he develops his Arcana laser eye thingy, and it's just like, yeah, I knew it'd be first. It's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You fucking see that? Yeah, he's a fireball. Uh, <laughs> So it but sounds like in get... general, like Adam and, and I thought the movie was pretty good, but not like 
incredible. Dan, it sounded like you really liked the movie. I and did. Then Brent, it sounded like you really disliked the movie. And I want to hear more about that. Well, I don't dislike it. You said it, it was, was really bad. bad. You said it was yeah. trash. I think, <laughs> things, I, think, I, I think things can be bad <laughs> and I still enjoy them. Okay. That's, okay. That's fair. And that yeah, is, yeah, that yeah, is I, fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. It was fun to watch for sure. For sure. Big facts, big facts, fun movie, good vibes. Just not, <laughs> just not a, just not a traditional story. The pacing is, is skewed to fit the function that it needs to fit. And the ending is not a resolution. And I don't think any, I don't think the character arcs were evenly spread out. Like, I don't think Liu Kang really had a character arc. I don't think Sonya had a character arc. I think the only people that had character arcs was Cole Young and Jax. And Jax is like just very literal. I don't have arms and now I do. And I'm, I'm still valid. Like, I'm still valid. And yeah. Cole Young. Yeah, and so like Sonya was already, I think, a full like a fully developed in the universe, right? Like she didn't have she didn't go through an arc because she was already without quote unquote flaw. Like the her arc, you could you could say that the thing that she got was a, the dragon marking, but it never really outside of the characters literally saying you can't participate because you don't have one. It never really felt like Sonya was like, oh, that's gonna stop me, or that's something right, that I'm like really. She, she yeah. was never a non actor. I know exactly what you mean. Like from the very beginning was a central character just in the organization component. So I get, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I don't think they gave, you said they gave Jax a character arc. I don't think they really did. I mean, I think that they only in unconscious that, for half the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like he showed, he's basically just there to direct Cole Young to the next step in the plot, right? At the first step. And then he's there later. So that way he can get his arms. And then, and then that's kind of it for him. Like they develop his character in the sense that he has that specific arc, but that's literally it. Honestly, they developed Kano more than they developed Jax because at least he's he comes to a, it comes to a resolution. <laughs> he's got a reason to be there. Is all I'm trying to say. Another weird part of the movie I thought was Cabal. He was a little weird. Who, what? Okay, again, I never played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what and who is Cabal? Cabal. He's, part of the, he's part of the Black Dragon, which was led by K Kano, and he got viciously burned. I don't remember in lore why he's super fast, but he is. Because he, he's, he's an outworld oh, now. He's somehow. the guy with the gas mask, basically. Yeah, and the magic swords, Which looked the like, like way too fucking thick. It made his head look like... It reminded me of like 90s sci-fi movies when they use a lot of puppetry or something. Like his... The mask was like just too big. I liked it. Was it. So weird. I liked <laughs> his mask was so big. It felt like it felt like his mask was big enough that it was like, oh, this like for someone who is maybe super seriously burned and has to have an apparatus to fully encapsulate their their lungs and eyes and breathing stuffs, so that that mask was the proper size. Like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say uh, Vader. Anyone? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. I mean that is it. That was the aesthetic I was getting off of it. And to be fair, Vader does pull on uh, samurai aesthetics. So I think it was also game accurate. I think the mask really matches the uh... what Cabal looks like in the game. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Kano never, I... Kano never got, and I feel like I've seen ads, but I never saw Kano have a full metal skull plate. Well, they kind of set that up though, because he got stabbed in the eye by the gnome. So it's possible that they're setting up his return. No, but he's dead. Is he? Is though? he? Is he yeah. Though? Okay, well, he died. Like wrestling. 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Shang Tsung has literally the power to like control souls and shit. Yeah, so he he yeah, death is just another realm. That's true. He had very at the very least did die because the dragon the dragon mark passed. Oh, that's true. That is true. And it kind of felt like, and I don't like making this point, but I'm going to do it anyway. Is that this the whole Sonya versus Kano arc? If it is an arc, it kind of felt like it was their ham fisted attempt at feminism. Well, so- Sonya Blade and Kano uh, historically have big beef. Big beef. Yeah, but, but it's tra- it's normally it's normally a- applied in a more thorough fashion, right? Like in other forms of this story, Kano and Sonya have like a history of being at odds, okay. as opposed to just meeting for the f- like like yeah they, right. Yeah. Again, I didn't play the game, so for me, this was like. So yeah. Sonya captured him and now he's got like a inferiority complex going on throughout the movie where he has to dominate her and it's yeah. I mean, it, her it, overcoming it is, that. It is a weird reinterpretation of it because like a 1995 movie, which also the 95 movie, Kano had not been voiced yet. And the, the actor that played Kano is a British person who had made a little bit of a career in ads pretending to be Australian with oh a fake Australian real life background. And oh, so he put he put the Australian accent on this character in this movie, and that is why Kano is Australian from then on. But also in the in the ninety five movie, Sonya the only reason Sonya goes to Mortal Kombat is to track down Kano. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she breaks his neck, I think with her thighs. Maybe <laughs> her calves. I think, like I think I think I think lower body. I think the the claw marks on his eye were a really cool aesthetic for Kano though. Like the metal plate's cool and all, but like I think it, I think I don't know, I I think Kano was one of the best parts of the movie. I also really liked what they did with Molina's uh, mouth as well. I think that was a pretty neat interpretation of the Tanarkin, Tarakin. Yeah, she's half she's half Tarakin or whatever, because she's also partly a clone of Katana. Tarkatan, 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 Tarkatan. She's from Outworld. Yeah, she's also a part partly a clone of Katana. Who is the princess of Edenia, one of the other realms, and also Outland now, and also and also oh, Outworld now, yeah. It's there's a, there's so much so good though, like there's so much lore. Yeah, but I mean, it's it falls under the same. It. it it falls under the 40k Wiz- yeah. Wizards of the Coast lore, where I'm like, I could know this, or I could just watch a movie. Yeah, the movie does not touch any of the lore in that level of depth, which is fine for me. I think that's a good choice. The only thing that I didn't like was. I did not like Raiden's characterization because he was kind of an asshole. And then they tried to very weakly let me know that he was an asshole because he was trying to get them to get their arcana unlocked. But also, you didn't make the the niceness factor after the fact strong. You know what I mean? It's got to be in equal terms, a flip to make me to sell that to me. But like when they first meet him, he's just a jerk. He's just like, you're fucking trash. You're trash. Obviously, Kano is trash. But like, this is not Raiden because Raiden always starts off as like in traditional, the traditional formats as a kind, caring, maybe stern protector. And it is through his obsession with protecting Earth that he becomes more militaristic or more brutal. He He goes full Deep Space Nine on us. I get you. Yeah, and this guy does not sell that to me in the same way. We've talked about Mortal Kombat for probably like half an hour. 
I would just like to say, as far as reviews, my one of my friend, one of my oldest friends, is the biggest Mortal Mortal Kombat fans I know, and he was completely enamored with the film. So, oh well, that's I mean, just honestly, just to throw it's... another review out there. Yeah, how many maxes uh, do we want to give this? Well, if Max's oh. measurements of joy put into the world, I think it might be a little tough balance because <laughs> it puts a lot of no, violence on no, no. I mean, like, it, did you enjoy the film? I did. Versus did it ruin your day? I think that's where we are. So in terms of Max's, I'm going to stick with the, the five-point scale. I'd say this is a, is a three. I had fun. I'm not going to submit a Max score because I didn't enjoy this movie. But I think the reasons I didn't is that I just don't like this kind of movie. So it's a little bit unfair okay. for okay. me to even like rate it. I don't want to just like poo-poo and be like, you, you can't have your violent fantasy fun mill, uh, movie around me. So, oh, yeah, exactly. Grandma, I don't want to be, Forrest, right? yeah, I don't want to be gr- Grandpa Forrest about this. So new character. So Dang. anyone else? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, four, four, four to five maxes. I definitely think you will get more out of it if you're a fan of the series or have some awareness of it. There's a lot of self-referential humor, a lot of fan service, like the good kind, though, not like that was the other thing is that like if you look at the original Mortal Kombat film and how a lot of the female characters were dressed back then, like they didn't play into those stereotypes at all. Sonya is clearly like a military woman and and Molina is also similarly dressed for combat and stuff like that. So it was really good. I like it. I'll give it uh, I think I'll give it seven out of 13 maxes. Um, <laughs> just to perfect. come in and mess with everything yeah historically the max score has been way more nebulous than this five point yeah what are we what are we, what are we ign now what are we what are we what are we, what are we, what are we doing right now yeah, uh, my pay cut. I, I presented my score did ign followed. get a massive pay cut recently no where's they were weren't they did ign get like caught like taking money from game publishers for reviews was that ign I'm sure that was all of them. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that just like how the Oscars work? Hold on yeah. a minute. I've, I mean, famously, Giant Bomb, there's a there's a game publishing group, not game publishing, sorry, game journalism group called Giant review. Bomb. Review. And the main guy there, Jeff Gersman, gave a bad review of Kanan Lynch 2 at, I want to say, Games... One of these oh. old... Game Spy, maybe? It was one of these old, old, inter, like, proto internet journalism houses and Kane and Lynch too were running ads on the website. So they told the editorial staff like, Hey, tell him to redo that review. And Jeff Gersman absolutely refused to do it and got fired. And it led to this massive exodus of employees from the company that started giant bomb to like hold themselves to a certain standard of integrity and being unwilling to participate in the, in the, in the, in the general trappings of the, of the medium, well, is this no like the do no evil clause in Google? Yeah, but they're they 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 were independent for a long time, and now they're owned again by CBS, the company that owns that other one. But they have been left largely alone; like they they weren't folded back in, so no. they kind of just do their own thing, and it's pretty good. I recommend Giant Bomb, Giant Bomb Podcast, Giant Beast Cast Podcast. Go listen to that if you're into video games, but you're probably not. Let's quickly get into Godzilla vs. Kong. It was the best movie of the year. Done. Oof. Can somebody, oh, okay, uh, somebody explain to me what happened in this movie. There's a Hollow Earth. We uh, never did the Mortal Kombat one, but that's fine. What, what didn't we do? Like the, 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 summary. the summary. Oh, yeah. We, we, we already talked too much about it. We, just, we, had, yeah, yeah, we yeah. had things to say. 
yeah, yeah. I so think ju- you, you just watch the movie before you listen to us, and you're good. It's always spoilers. We always spoil. We never, we're never yeah. not going to be a spoiler heavy environment. Yeah, I, um, yeah. If anyone's been consistently listening at this point, they know that. But I would but, appreciate a summary. Let's let's pretend that I didn't watch this movie, right? Yeah. Let's just, oh, just the fantasy world. I did oh, not boy. watch this movie. Uh, For those say, listening at home, Forrest did not watch this movie. Well, no, we're pretending that I didn't watch the movie. <laughs> no, you are, you, are you about to provide the summary? Who's yeah, doing I'll the do summary? It, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so there is a giant lizard called Godzilla, and he travels Earth using tunnels that lead to a hollow Earth. And there is a giant ape type creature called Kong who was on an island that through due to global warming or some other effect has become in inhospitable to him. And they are going to use him to get to Hollow Earth under the pretense that they trick his caretakers into into it being like, hey, we'll get him into a more hospitable space. But they really want to take advantage of this like unobtainium type energy that exists in Hollow Earth. And not even the, just not even energy, an energy signal. Yeah. Okay. So they they transport Let him. him <laughs> they transport him, and they were and Kong previously was on this island in this habitat. So King Kong seemingly was not interested in him. I mean, Godzilla was not interested in King Kong, but Godzilla has also been attacking cities for reasons that aren't con- aren't super clear. But specifically, he's been attacking buildings belonging belong to belonging to a corporation, and I'm going to kick it into Steve Gear now. <clears throat> Godzilla fights Kong, and then it's revealed that the corporation was making a Mecha Godzilla out of the parts that they had harvested from King Ghidorah from the previous film to uh, usurp Godzilla and return humans to supremacy on the planet. Godzilla fights Kong. Godzilla wins. Kong fights Godzilla. Kong wins. Godzilla fights Kong. Godzilla wins. And then they both fight Mecha Godzilla as Mecha Godzilla is too much for the both of them. After they fight, Godzilla and Kong look at each other and go, "You good?" And I'm. And then the other one goes, "I'm good." And then Godzilla goes, "Cool, we're good." And then flies away. <laughs> That's a pretty good summary. Wait, so they they defeat Mechagodzilla? Oh yeah, yeah they, they, no, they, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In okay. hilarious fashion, at one point, Godzilla and Kong grab I, I, Mechagodzilla from either side, and like in a nineteen. 19- 30s 40s western film or whatever throw him through a building like they're throwing him out of a saloon door <laughs> it's so bad it's, it's so, so good. bad it, no the movie's awful it's the so movie's bad. great it's great it's better than oh King this of the movie's this movie's great yeah, this movie's... but mortal kombat isn't <laughs> i liked mortal kombat i like this movie way more this movie is also bad in a lot of ways don't get me wrong oh no it is but it is fucking great Fucking okay. Godzilla fighting Kong and Kong fighting Godzilla, and then they fight a robot. I don't understand how anybody in this room could, in the same breath, be like, I think they handled Kung Lao throwing that vampire lady through a saw, and it was fine and good, as compared to when Kong uses buildings to quickly break a distance with Godzilla and then hits him with a giant axe made out of a, a Godzilla species dorsal fin. It's the same movie! <laughs> okay, first of all, no, it's not. Second of all, just for the record, I had no idea that this was a sequel. That this was part of a series. <laughs> I had zero notion. So when I started watching this, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. So for me, it was pure spectacle. I was not prepared for Mecha Godzilla. I was genuinely like, um, 
the name of this movie is Godzilla versus Kong. What? Who's this other third villain? This yeah, this so. movie this movie represents a culmination of Godzilla twenty fourteen. Kong Skull Island 2017, <laughs> which I definitely didn't know existed. <laughs> it's also Kong Skull Island is probably the second best movie in the series. I would say, and, and then also as a sequel to Kong, I mean Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then this one. In the order, I would say the movies that you should watch are Godzilla 2014, Kong Skull Island, this movie, and then you just don't watch King of the Monsters. Just don't watch that one. At least we agree that King of the Monsters is awful. King of the Monsters is real bad, but tw- but Godzilla twenty fourteen was is also a very slow movie and not a lot of Godzilla, but the scaling of Godzilla is very well done. Gareth Edwards, the director of that movie, who went on to do Rogue One, he has a very good eye for scale and the weightiness. Like if you guys remember the the ATAT scene on the beach in mm-hmm. Rogue One, like that type of appreciation and respect for the relationship between your camera angles. And these fake things that you are going to put it in post, that stuff is there. So Godzilla in 2014 is like weighty and really massive. And Kong Skull Island is just a fucking war movie from the 1970s. Not in that it follows a lot of those trends, but it's like taking that aesthetic. And it's like you start off with... I think it's Fortunate Son. If I had to, if I had to make a guess, yeah, yeah, like you, these guys on a helicopter, Fortunate Son's playing, and you're thinking it's going to be a Viet, Viet, Vietnam War movie, and then it immediately turns so south from there for this Kong movie, which is pretty good. Loki's in it, Captain Marvel's in it. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. The Marvel heroes. No, Loki, no, no, no. Tom Hiddleston and, and Captain Brie, Marvel. Tom Hiddleston and Brie <laughs> Nick Fury's Larson in it too. In. Nick Fury's also in it. Uh, he's in that movie. Isn't he in everything though? Yeah. So Samuel oh, Jackson and, and Tom Hiddleston. Some random Nova Corps guy is also in it. Oh, okay. Oh, John C. Riley's in it as well. <laughs> oh wait, is that the random Nova yeah, Corps guy? Yeah, yeah. Because John C. What... Riley is not a random actor. Yeah. No, I think I think he was referencing his role in Guardians of the Galaxy, where he's just like. He's part of the intake, the processing Nova Corps people. Um, God, I should watch Guardians of the Galaxy again. I might. Do I, it's today. a great movie. It yeah. really is. So this movie's it's all it's just fun. It's just dumb fun. There's no there's nothing. You don't don't hold it to the same standard as a real movie. Just like you wouldn't Mortal Kombat. It's I, fun. In I that agree. Sense. I I honestly agree with you. Like again, I'm not thrilled with Mecha Godzilla showing up at the, the final hour to be an ultimate threat. I did not like that I was there for Godzilla versus Kong. And so it was like, oh, Godzilla and Godzilla versus Godzilla and Kong. Okay. Right. Great. But but okay. Godzilla versus Kong, they did not have they didn't they gave them each good hits, but it was like any movie that has versus in the title follows this structure. Right? Batman versus Superman. Any movie with versus in the title, any movie that is this type of situation follows this structure where your A lead and your B lead fight, and then secretly there's a C antagonist that they have to team up against. Yeah, okay. And that that might just be a symptom of the fact that these characters, Godzilla, Kong, Superman, Batman, have established fandoms. Correct. Because, like, especially Godzilla's a villain. Like, there's he is irredeemable if you look at just Gojira. Well, he's not really a villain. He's a, just a force, force of nature. He's he's. Are you talking, if you're talking about the 1954 Godzilla movie, the the original, 
that that but, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, but there's no they're not the same character, right? Like No, and I am aware of that and I I appreciate that in certain Godzilla movies he is a hero. The point is, is it's just weird. It's weird to think of him as yeah. a positive force. Yeah, he's but yeah, I but I would agree that he's not a positive force. He represents a very neutral force. Kong in this movie is your emotional protagonist. Because Kong yes, very much so. Kong mm-hmm. cares about the people that are around him. He emotes He's also weaker than Godzilla. Like Godzilla, Godzilla definitively wins. Oh yeah. So Kong represents fully like the emotional lead of the film is the heart of it, in so much that <laughs> a Kong can be, which is probably not as much as Peter Jackson's Kong or something like that. Like, uh, no, I think Peter Jackson's Kong was actually even more sympathetic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Peter Jackson's oh, okay, Kong is the, Peter Jackson's Kong. I think is maybe the pinnacle of of sympathy for a Kong. Uh, but even, also, even classic Kong was sympathetic. He had emotions, yeah. so it's. I mean, Kong always is. I think always leans towards that stuff. Not in the Japanese Kong versus Godzilla, where which I'm sure he did, but that movie's real fucking bad. No, it is though. And Godzilla is just like a force of nature. And it, and in other God's films with Godzilla, he's always he rep, like he. It depends on the era, right? The original Godzilla is a hundred percent about the effects of atomic weapons. And the relationship that Japan has with it, then he became as he became popular in that inside of that era, became this like cartoon hero that would like drop kick people and or fly on his tail, and then in the second era, back to villainous, slow arc back, and even the most recent Japanese Godzilla film, Shin Godzilla, Godzilla is meant to highlight the ineffective nature of the Japanese government during. There, I don't want. I'm from Texas, guys, and I. Yeah, no, it's okay. You don't have to remember every period of Japanese government. You're fine. No, 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 no. Well, no, I, I was gonna say I'm from Texas, so I don't want to say the word nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> oh. So new, yeah. But I'm talking about Fukushima, like the the ineffectual because of George Wait, Bush. Did you say nuclear weird. I'm afraid nuclear. of how I'm gonna say it. Because oh, okay. how did he say it? How did how did George nuclear, Bush say it? Right. Nuclear. So it's nuclear, right? I'm not stupid. No, you're right. Yeah, you're oh, right. thank God! I'm always scared, though. I'm always terrified to say it the word. It has multiple syllables. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 so Shin Godzilla is about it like is about commenting on the ineffectual nature of the Japanese government's response to the Fukushima incident. So it's it depends, right? In the American Godzilla, in the ninth, like the first one was bullshit with matthew broderick and this godzilla uh, i'm sorry how was it bullshit it was the first exposure i ever had to godzilla you know what that's they did? right don't you come after my childhood that big iguana you know what they did to you know what, how bad the japanese the jap how toho oh, in Japan oh no i completely i learned later in life i was like oh okay now that i know more about this ooh. <laughs> so they <laughs> they renamed that godzilla to Zilla and had it killed by Godzilla proper <laughs> in a film the next year. Oh, uh, what about the TV series about uh, Zilla? That TV series was actually really good, actually. Yeah, I know. That was uh, a good show. I, again, my exposure to Godzilla as a child was the was the movie and the TV series. By the way, watch that I, TV show. Before is, I is knew the about... cartoon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same animation house that did Men in Black and that fuck what was that show about a giant robot piloted by an american and they had like a mecha godzilla no 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 a giant robot piloted by american with a sidekick 
that was emulating Astro Boy. And it was like It's not big O, uh, is it? Is it big? No, can some can some can y'all vamp for me about Godzilla generally? I mean, honestly, I have no. I, yeah, I mean, overall, the show was really interesting because that animation style is very. It it felt like the early days of when they started hybridizing hand drawn versus CGI. So things started moving faster and in more interesting ways. So that animation style was quite innovative for its time. That said, you know, like I didn't really fully appreciate that, you know, Godzilla was a monster because even in that movie, I was just like, oh, man, it ca- it just it was just trying to survive and have its little babies, even though they were going to eat New York. I didn't care about New York. These are the same people who did the Jum- the Jumanji cartoon, Men in Black, Godzilla. Big, the, the, the show I was talking about was Big Guy and Rusty the Robot. They also did oh, Jackie no Chan. No idea what that is. <laughs> they, did Jack, they, did, they did Jackie Chan Adventures. Maybe don't do the impression. Yeah. They did Dragon Tales. I've already, I'm I've already cut it. I've they've, already cut it. <laughs> they've done well. You can't because I was talking. They do Boondocks. They did. They, they did uh, a bunch of stuff. I no longer exist, but they did do a bunch of stuff. But yeah, Godzilla was fine. I like Godzilla a lot. I would recommend watching Godzilla stuff in general. Don't watch Matthew Broderick's Godzilla. <laughs> It is the having now seen much more of the Godzilla franchise. It is the low point. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't watch King of the Monsters. I think this movie is worse than King of the Monsters. And I'll go on my rant in a bit. Oh, do it now then if you're going to do it. Yeah. Well, I just want to ask Forrest what he has seen because he said he hasn't seen this one. What have I seen? What have I seen? I think I actually have seen the Matthew Broderick one, but I put it out of my mind. I definitely saw. So, which was what, what was the title of it? The one where you're saying, Brian, where. Godzilla has like so much weight and the scale is correct. Yeah, just Godzilla. Godzilla. 2014 okay, that's Godzilla. that's why I couldn't think of the name of it because it was so it was just the name of it. So it I definitely seen that one and that's it. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Also, based on not to go on like another side thing, but Brent, based on the way you're describing this movie, I think I my my strategy for this episode of which movie I was supposed to watch, I think I to, I think I perfectly fucked up. I think I should have watched the Godzilla movie and not watched the Mortal Kombat uh, movie if I was going to limit it to one. I, I don't know. I don't know. I they, think you would. I think t- you. I think you would like Godzilla more. I think so too. I'm pretty. I'm almost ninety nine percent sure. I guess you are the person that recommended that random YouTube film from two thousand. With the nuclear device and the beer, that was nuclear. that is the kind of uh, movie you normally watch. But if we're based, I'm sorry, Flores, but based on what, on how bad this movie is in terms of like, but it is a spectacle movie, or yes. based on okay, good, because if you're if it was based on like the very deep philosophical relationship between Japan and <laughs> nuclear and no. atomic weapons, no, because, no, because it's not that. Great. It's not that, that stuff that. is great, but it is not this movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. I got that you were explaining that just in terms of like quintessentially what Godzilla had been from the start not that's what he is in this movie got it got it got it yeah well not only that but like in this movie i had a a similar reaction i did to the reboot of superman where i'm just like they have killed how many cities as heroes now okay but like here's the difference between those two things how much building destruction does our emotional protagonist actually participate in minimal and if you're talking about Kong, then yes. Yeah. Godzilla just is. And the buildings that he destroys pre the, the land fight and also b- boring a hole through the planet with his breath weapon, which is a thing that happens. Those buildings are 
corporation owned facilities where they were developing a new alpha uh, and are you I'm, now I'm, big simping I'm, for I'm capitalism? sorry I'm sorry Late stage uh, capitalism? aren't aren't corporate properties the only properties the only things that matter is that not the only <laughs> think, thing we're I, supposed to defend in this world think, haven't individual teenagers gone out with their automatic weapons to defend them I think Adam is uh, simping for uh, alphas which makes him a beta <laughs> I did not expect. I did not expect a beta alpha joke from Dane. Yeah, a, I mean, I mean, I was a, already trolling the capitalist property joke. So why not? Why not? Let's just who do are it. You, who are you doing an impression of somebody? Yeah, it's that one right wing radio guy, Rush Limbaugh, Alex Jones. No, keep those going. Are the Forced, only two I know. Name those a, a right wing personality. Jesse yeah, Lee Peterson. Guy. No, wait, shut up. Don't, don't, don't. It's don't too be- late. He no, shot he the didn't fox. Say he no. Didn't say no, there was some new guy, but I couldn't remember his name. Joe Rogan. Ben Shapiro. Oh, ben Shapiro. Talk very fast. In a very nasally voice. Yeah. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, that I'm absolutely right and everyone else is wrong and I can make up any facts I want. And you guys I seen, don't care about your feelings. Have you guys seen that meme where it's somebody says, read this in Ben Shapiro's voice and it goes, it's like something like, Okay, so hypothetically, let's just say that you're a naughty girl, and, oh, no. <laughs> and it like, and it like, de- it like delves into like just de- a very obscene sex text about, and it's in Ben Shapiro's voice, and it is horrifying. Wait, what I just want to, I just for this for we 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 dunk on people now and again, but Ben Shapiro is dunkable to an extreme. But if you want to look for a good summary of it, I would direct you to some more news the ben shapiro episode he covers it very completely yes. also ben ben shapiro is dunkable because it's so tiny but as to my thoughts on the uh <laughs> dan how tall are you i think i remember you being no, kind of tall six foot even yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, you yeah. guys are both big <laughs> and like eh, not Yelp all of us are or ted cruz you know who i don't like ted cruz boy no freaking kidding he is <laughs> He is my senator. Oh, he's he is my senator as a How do you feel of about that? Korea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can you send Godzilla to meet him, please? He's he's wild. He's well, a wild could, guy. You, His beard you, is weird. You could have had the rad Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> didn't he? Is didn't he, he rad? Go, no. Didn't he go off the deep end after yeah, the presidential election? That's what I'm saying. I, I, like, and for good things, and against bad things, and I just yeah. think it's really important to you know support things that are good. Okay. For those of you who can't see what's happening, Dane has moved his camera like three times during that rant. It fell. And it just no, yeah, sure, but it added a layer of insanity that was <laughs> yeah. perfect. It, uh, I thought it was actually, on purpose. Yeah. I thought so too until yeah, I'm he said that. Actually, jumping on a table just like Beto did, you know, it's uh, oh my god, yeah. So, but no, so really, Beto had a Tom Cruise moment, is what is what I'm getting. Oh yeah, yeah, no, he totally did. Like he was hopping around a restaurant. I don't. Texas is weirdly 50 50. You know, all the big cities are blue. It's just gerrymandering. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't it mostly gerrymandering? Yeah, it's mostly gerrymandering. But isn't that true for the entire country? Even Yeah, I mean, you know, you would say that. Like, yeah, but I feel in my heart of hearts that a lot of the center. Oh, Texas is really bad. Oh, I mean, uh, yes. Okay, calm down. But the center of the country is red generally, I would say. Yeah, but the center of the country doesn't have cities. Yeah, but they still have. They still have the. It they does. have the ability to like to like sway the national the national vote. So. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I actually had this argument with somebody who was not a Trump supporter, but was who was a hardcore conservative, like a libertarian. Oh, a you libert- said libertarian. Yeah, I was gonna say wait, eject. Yeah, yeah. Wait, and, wait for it. 
<laughs> and and he, I was having a a very cordial conversation. Like this was not a full scale, like you're dumb and I hate you argument. He was like, well, don't you think that people in the middle of the country need protection in the form of the electoral college? And I was like, have you heard of the Senate? Do they not already have massively disproportional representation? Don't 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 talk to me about the electoral college. <laughs> but also, they should they should be protected by the government. They should have representation. Oh, absolutely. But let me tell you, the people that they're voting in don't care about them. <laughs> Correct. And oh, so uh, I mean, again, we've kind of wandered into capitalism 2.0. But uh, Dane, stop sending links. Who's looking at these links, Dane? <laughs> Sorry. Well, th- that's a link of all the congressional districts in Texas. You are gerrymandered oh, to. Holy crap! Yeah, they're, yeah, they're really, and it's only getting worse. I don't need this link to tell you to know that it is. It's wild. But did you hear Washington is pushing once again for statehood? Yeah, I mean, they're trying for it, but like, and they should get it, but it's just not going to happen. I mean, like, it's. No, I know, but it's interesting. I want it to happen. Oh my God. What the fuck? What am I looking at? It's like. Don't look at that map. It's going to drive you insane. I mean, I couldn't correct the link easily enough to make it work for me. Send it to me. Send it to me on Facebook, Dane. And, uh, but yeah, I think, I think it is, it sucks. And look, if, if, for example, and guys, hear me out on this, King Kong. And Godzilla ran for governor. <laughs> were to accidentally destroy a bunch of these mostly uninhabited sections oh, no. <laughs> of the country. Careful. And careful. people didn't die. Like, so nobody ah, dies. There we go. Okay. And, and then, but then the post office has to service fewer places. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, yeah, maybe it's less of a problem. Chat. So, back on topic. His thoughts. Oh, no, give me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your thoughts, So, as Brent said, this is like the fourth film, technically, in the MonsterVerse, starting off the 2014 Godzilla. I really enjoyed the 2014 Godzilla because it took itself very seriously. Like Brent said, you feel Godzilla's weight. He feels like a hurricane or some other force of nature. A lot of the movie is through the lens of, like, how humans deal with these forces that even though they're, like, monsters or whatever the way they affect us is like through auxiliary effects the like the massive tsunami created by godzilla or like just the rampant destruction like an earthquake or something just coming through it was very grounded in realism it felt like the weight was good the second movie we'll come back to kong skull island in a minute the second movie king of the monsters it starts to diverge from like good kind of attempt to be real into just like bullshit science Give me either crazy magical martial arts tournaments between like different realms, like arcana abilities. Okay, you're clearly not working within the bounds of reality. Or give me strict hard science. Don't give me this wishy-washy bullshit in between. That's one of my, I hate that genre so much. So in the second one, there's like the apex predator call that the scientist made. And she like mixed the the apex animal uh, cries to make a signal that the creatures responded to. And the whole like subplot is like, oh, what's that signal that she put in there that no one else could figure out? And it was humans. Like, come on, come on. Like, there's nothing innate about humans that makes them apex predators. We just make sh- machines to kill things. It was so stupid. I would argue that our ability to make shit is innate to us being apex predators like we sure, yes. but that doesn't mean our that doesn't make our cry our vocals like okay well hold on hold on <laughs> actually to go a step further the reason that kong is always the sympathetic apex predator is because he's the closest thing to humanity he's a giant ape 
as as was we were discussed previously, my career, anytime there's like bad uh, marine mechanics, I always get very annoyed. In the yeah. second one, there's a part where a submarine comes like out of the water, like, like tilted all the way up. Yeah, yeah no, it, it comes up and then slams back down. Everyone on that boat is goo. They're goo. Okay, they are splattered on the walls. Okay, yeah. no, there's, that's, no, there's no surviving that. Yeah, that's I super remember valid. Dane, that's super Dane valid. when this uh, the Godzilla versus Kong movie came out. The the first thing you were like yelling about was physics. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, then, I, so think, then, then, I mean, I think like I mean, guys, we got to take a moment to be to really appreciate how super valid all of these arguments are. Because to Dane's point, okay, science, the laws of which we understand how mass works none of that was violated when a 384 foot tall lizard stepped out onto land and didn't immediately collapse under his own weight i mean because it's a, bones don't work that way it's also a creature that like thrives off nuclear power so it's yeah like, so it's, it's bullshit <laughs> I, I i was waiting i was waiting for the dagger in the cake from Brent. I was like, what, just, what is he about to do? I just didn't realize that there had been any animal to ever breathe atomic fire from his mouth. Ever. It's a nuclear-powered animal. I don't know what to tell you. Why haven't, up. None of this shit makes any Why haven't you sense. been paying attention? Mothra Have you been to Chernobyl lately? <laughs> Mothra could not fly at the scale. Neither could the Muto male from the first movie. It's all ridiculous. It just no, just okay. <laughs> okay, breathe. Even, breathe. Even the nuclear explosion, the nuclear explosion that goes off, that they feed off energy. Sure, the force of impact is comparable to them hitting each other. They would have like gotten a concussion or died. Also, there's no there's no reason to believe that the membranes that would allow a massive insect flight should be bulletproof. Okay, okay, this, this, okay. All of this makes no hush, sense. Hush, child. Hush, child. The point was, is, sci-fi is sci-fi for a reason. But then to get to the last one, the last one offended me the most because there's like this random Scooby Doo esque plot with Millie Bobby Brown's character from the second movie. Where she's like sneaking through this like corporate facility that apparently has like no security. And then they're the ones that end up saving the day because they pour alcohol on a supercomputer satellite or something like that. Even though at no point do they establish that this machine communicates via satellites to its robot. Like, what's the point of having like a telepathic skull if you need a satellite uplink? It made no sense. It I was mean, so it's just. Dumb. It is just no, it's no, ju- no same, it's just same criticism. I, it's, same criticism. It's just shush. It's just <laughs> bullshit. Is yes, <laughs> it's all bullshit. Okay, yeah, no, not to uh, shush, Dane. Shush. <laughs> the point is, is that it is stupid. It doesn't make sense, and unfortunately, it's a kaiju movie. It, they, they never do. Don't fucking highlight Pacific Rim like that's a movie that makes sense. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm whoa, looking whoa. at Dane. I'm looking at Dane. I can see it in his Dane eyes that he's about to talk about Pacific Rim. I am highlighting all – I am painting a broad brush, kaiju movies. They're all – they're all 
by the nature of them being kaiju movies, they're a, 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 like ridiculous. They're ridiculous. They make yeah. no sense. One of my least favorite parts of Pacific Rim is when that when the robot picks up the boat and uses it as a sword. That I yeah, then, that's dumb as shit. Time mechanics. Not how nuts. that would work. I get that. I feel you. It's bullshit. Yeah, but no it. one <laughs> wants to see a physics real movie. Like the closest thing we got but, was Interstellar, and but, people were still like. Bruh, 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 bruh. But they attempted some. Like they made Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Making the robots look real. Like there's a but lot. The like, point. The point is sellable realism. It's it's about yeah. not destroying the suspension of disbelief. But you have to have a suspension of disbelief to inter into like to interact and consume these types of media, right? That that is the it is that stretching of it that that right. is the is the realm that you want to work inside of. But all all of this is impossible, right? So none of it could work. There's no there's no fuel source that would allow that amount of that amount of actuation with that much weight even exactly well i mean just to defend dane a little bit here uh i am no 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 he does because i am just as annoying if you take me to see a movie about a historical period of time just any historical drama so um, recently somebody finally sat me down and was like you have to watch the hamilton musical and Uh my first criticism literally out of the gate was why is lafayette in new york before the revolution yeah how is he why is he there and that's and and they were like shut up and die so that's a part of being nerd culture or, or geek culture all of this stuff is that we're all prone to bouts of pedantic criticism right like it's sure. 100% fair i'm just saying it's a godzilla movie you know yeah, I, like for yeah. me as long for me as long as it has internally consistent logic more or less but i mean like obviously like you can have fun with it i think if there's something that's obviously no, I take it all back. They also did like I anticipated yeah. all of the criticism of what I was about to say, and then I'm just like, nah, I'm out. They also did like the Game of Thrones season six thing, where like something that originally took like hours in the movie to like travel yeah. between the world, all of a sudden took like less than a minute to go from like yeah. the surface to the center of the earth when they needed it to to advance the plot. Oh, such yeah, a I bad mean, movie. He also he also yeah, Godzilla did bore a hole through the planet. Yeah, let's not. It just, but it's just. It doesn't bullshit. need to make sense. It doesn't need to make sense to be fun needs to watch. To look cool. Yeah, exactly. Like this, we're we're applying Michael Bay standards here. It just needs to look cool, and it did that. It did, just like Mortal Kombat did. Yeah, I mean, I mean Mortal Kombat was on a sm- true. smaller scale, obviously, but yeah. you know, I still I still enjoyed both movies. Like I wouldn't watch them again necessarily but they were fun how I mean, there's does... two inconsistent things in mortal Kombat that come to mind one sub-zero is ice sometimes hard as rock other times just kind of like explodes on impact Sorry, the density of water right yeah the, the density of water and the shape of the crystal the crystal yeah formations. right if you, if you want to do this we could do this or it's the like 11, or it's we're not doing we are or, not or, doing uh, this. what what kept what kept natara's forward momentum when she landed on the ground to go towards the spinning saw blade because the spinning saw blade, I'll just say, is magic. Fine. I'll fucking concede that. But once she hit the ground, her loss of forward momentum should have been significant. She is well, not Kung a jet was plane. steering her, man. Steering her is not forward momentum. He wasn't skateboarding. Gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen. Gentlemen. Please stop arguing the physics of... And then of just real fast, also, how quickly Sonya Blade unlocked her arcana also kind of bugged me. But that's 
Why? Because why? Because you thought she was a Mary Sue. No. I bet you the same person who no. gets mad at Ray in no. Force Awakens. She did, you she disgust did kill, me. You the, disgust me, sir. She did kill. She did kill best girl Melina. So, He's you know. trolling you, Dane. Calm down. <laughs> I know. I know. But you know, she killed Melina. So you know. Yeah, I bet, no, I bet you true. hate the woman from from Star Wars Episode Eight. Oh, they oh, did. The Asian American. She did a great job voicing uh, Raya, though. Kelly Tran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't she I, in something recent? I, I only just realized yesterday that there was a lot of hatred being lobbed at her, and I just didn't understand it. I was like, so we're okay with every other race being in Star Wars, but a person of Asian descent suddenly. Oh, she was marry. Raya the Drag. She was in Raya and Raya. I just said that a minute ago. You said Raya. Who is Raya? It's It's Raya. Raya. It is not Raya, is it? It's not. It's not. I don't think. I'm pretty sure they call her Raya in the movie. It's okay. The phonetic, the phonetic, what I'm seeing is R-Y-E. That's rye. Like rye bread. (laughs) Like Raya. I'm not. All right. uh, I think this is the part of the podcast where maybe we wrap things up. No, no. no, We're talking about Raya in the last last Uh, dragon. I thought it was not great. No, I thought there were some cool parts of it. Though. You didn't like it? You didn't like I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I just it felt rushed. I felt like the world was so interesting that it didn't feel. I I think I just wanted to be there longer. Yeah, if that it was makes a sense. Beautiful world. So uh, so thank you for listening to this episode. About <laughs> also how also we Justice like... League was a, <laughs> Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, we're doing it. I don't care. No, we're Just, not. We are we doing don't. it. Zack Snyder's Justice League was better than Justice League with Joss Whedon. And that hurts me to say, because I really don't like Zack Snyder. All of the personal stuff aside, because definitely the man has gone through some serious, serious, serious trauma and tribulations, and he's doing a lot of good work with his partner dealing with mental health stuff. I also think that this movie was, for that reason, or for many other reasons, so personal of a project to him that he like really, really committed. And they're definitely comparing. It's it's something that I think has never existed before for us. In that I was able to see Joss Whedon's version of this movie and compare it to to Zack Snyder's version of this movie, and I got an I got a parallel universe look at what would someone else have done with this same script or same concept. And Zack Snyder's version was better than Joss Whedon's version. It was and also seventeen hours longer. It was seventeen hours longer. Maybe that's worth it, or not worth it, but maybe that's appropriate for some of these stories. It also wasn't great, to be clear. I just liked it better than Joss Whedon's okay. version. and that is yeah. fair. Yeah, and also I and hate that it was four by three. That shit fucked me up. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, maybe what we can talk about at some point in the future is the concept of uh, film length or, or long-form television versus you know just formatting. We should talk about formatting in films and yeah. TV. So also, Godzilla versus Kong, a seven out of nine max for me. Oh wow, that's a, that's a solid rating. I'd give it. A, I don't know. I put it at the same level as Mortal Kombat, three out of five. Half a star, half a max out of five. Ooh, Ooh. Oof. So he, he got gonna, half a max stayed. and half a star. It got uh, some half of the, a star some, and half a max. Some out of, of five. the fights, max. some yeah. of the fights, some of the fights were were pretty good. But also, like, it's clearly very one sided in that. Godzilla is much stronger than Kong, Ooh. and that only when he, like Kong only survives because like humans help him out. Godzilla okay. fucked him up. And Kong, this is your Kong, criticism of the movie. This is your criticism of the movie. Kong did better when he yes. had he had the axe, but that was a Kong that was a Kong species made tool. 
Yeah, and you know he couldn't lift up Mjolnir, so we had a lot of problems. Anyway, ah, the ah. point is, is that <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Pop Culture Gig. You can reach us at popculturegig at gmail No socials for any of us. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I was watching the screen briefly as I was sitting down. It looked like nobody was talking. Oh no, we were. We were talking, we about, were talking submarines. about submarines. Oh, okay. And and how Dane is unimpressed with them, and the rest of us are like, they're unicorns, they're mythical creatures. Submarines yeah. are like, I think, like still one of those pieces of technology that I am still universally impressed with. See, exactly, they're mythological almost. Yeah, well, they're far away from you. Like no one's impressed by the internet anymore because it's such like a society destroying force. Wait a minute, but isn't the internet still like technically far away from most of us? Isn't it mostly in like Silicon Valley? It's not. Whoa. I thought the idea of the internet that was. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I guess there is a place in the world where a larger percentage of the internet is. Yeah, that's that's weird. I mean, like the internet, like it physically it's exists. Physical somewhere. infrastructure, yeah. but it's also like nebulous and sort of doesn't really exist anywhere right it's, it's a series like of a tubes of that lead to yeah, california yeah what i'm saying though is that submarines as impressive as the internet is for like its immediate dissemination of all yeah the submarine's been <laughs> around since 1857 so that's pretty yeah. cool and dane's expression through this whole conversation is just like i don't i don't give a shit <laughs> i just feel like just hear me out on this i feel like sub like submarines are one of those things that like goes in and inter like physically literally is 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 repelling it's literally the, figuratively underwater it's like repelling one of the greatest forces in our planet you know oh welcome to the discussion from about uh three minutes ago well let me tell you they are without a doubt the most complex machines humans have ever built and they've got fucking obnoxious problems also because it's a private corporation that's trying to make a buck off the government. We don't do like, I'm trying, don't get me started on work, man. I'll do a whole podcast about it.